Is it? Could it be? Maybe it's, you know, Cracker Jack gives away prizes. <laughs> Maybe it's a little pet right. mouse. Pet mouse's little right. prize in there. Probably not. Ugh. Yes. Buy me my peanuts and <laughs> dead mice. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 42 coming your way. Guys, subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana, and with me, as always, a sight for sore pod eyes, most (laughs) awesome. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, 42 pods we're back in the saddle again ladies and gentlemen uh it's our jackie robinson pod i just realized this 42 it is it is uh we'll see if we can tie that in a little bit why does this feel like it, it feels like a special pod but it's been you know now that we let the audience know and i think we dropped a little bit in episode 41 is we haven't potted together in about three weeks brother four weeks right a true four weeks that's right yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you've been gallivanting across this great <laughs> Mad Mab world yeah. that's out here. And, uh, you know, I've just been holding down the fort in Mab Studios Midwest, just trying to keep uh, game that ready, right. well, pod do ready. Do not think we are rusty, ladies and gents. We are coming back, and we're coming back hot. We have a rip from the headlines. We're going to take a look at the NFL landscape. We're going to do the MAB inbox. It got flooded a little bit in these last few weeks. We're going to catch up and go through about four of them. Then we have an hour of sour report. That's right. I'm not getting off the hook just because I've been out of town. I had to watch some bullshit TV. We'll get into that. And then we have the Neapolitan Showdown. In honor of us getting back in that saddle, we're not going to be rusty, but we're going to talk about the top three things rusty at as an adult that you probably used to have down as a kid. And we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 42, your hour of power starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Alright, ripped from the headlines. We are talking NFL landscape. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Because we are uh, right now, we're recording on uh, Saturday, right before kind of uh, week fifteen, and the playoff picture is looking mm. chock full of some scenarios, and we just wanted to kind of tease and talk a little bit about it. Yeah, there's some things to figure out right now. So let's uh, let's start with the NFC, then we'll jump to the AFC if that's all right Sounds with good. you. So NFC, yeah. uh, Rams and Saints, pretty locked in. You know, uh, yep. probably like the one and two battle that might seesaw a little bit over the next couple weeks, but that, that's going to be gone. Uh, Kind of one thing. I don't know if we're a good luck charm, brother, and you want to talk about it a little bit. We oh, did, I was thinking about this. You did. Yeah, we did do a podcast, a rip from the headlines called The State of the Star, wondering what yes. was wrong with those Dallas Cowboys. And, boy, have things changed since that podcast, brother? Uh, since we ripped on them, the, <laughs> the Cowboys have ripped off five straight wins. We mm. dropped that pod on November 12th. Uh, they, they won. The, we, we recorded it before the win uh, against Philadelphia. But since then, they've won five straight. Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Ezekiel Elliott just dominating, dominating. And uh, they're in the hunt, and they are leading the NFC East uh, pretty handily, especially 
when you think about all that's gone down with Philly and with Washington, their two biggest rivals to, to contend for that uh, NFC East. Yeah, I was going to say the Redskins still kind of technically in it. I think uh, on everybody's yeah. short list, we go ahead and count them out. They were my sneaky pick and looked all right, but as soon as you lost Alex Smith and now Colt McCoy, like going on kind yeah. of those third, fourth string quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, I, I, as soon as Mark Sanchez walked out there, you're just like, okay, there's, there's no postseason chance for this butt fumble but yeah. you have to kind of look at that you know who's playing kind of surprisingly good football in the nfc east but it's a little too little too late is the giants aren't looking half bad they had that impressive win yeah. over the chicago bears that shredded the rams uh, a couple weeks ago and it's it's not going to be quite soon enough to get them there but uh i, I kind of think that just paves the way for dallas to go ahead and win this and kind of get the uh, the four seed in that division yeah, especially with them, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to shut it down for the Giants, too. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll kind of see them in let's play to stay competitive, but let's not ruin any of our blue chip pieces in the process. They shut down Landon Collins, their uh, their Pro Bowl safety. So, yeah, so the landscape for the Cowboys is looking pretty, pretty uh, straightforward for them. They've got left, as we're recording, they're at Indy this week. Then they got Tampa Bay, and week 17 is the Giants. So... Yeah, uh, Indy is Indy's kind of battling for a wild card spot, so that could be an interesting game this Sunday. Um, but then you've got Tampa Bay and the Giants, which invariably should give them two wins. Worst case scenario, they're looking at ten and six and uh, a stranglehold on that NFC East. Yeah, so they're right there. And so uh, right now we have uh, at the kind of the fifth and the sixth seed, we have the Seattle Seahawks and the Minnesota Vikings. My Vikes, let's go Vikes. Holding on for dear life. You know that poster yeah. where the cat kind of has the branch and it's about to fall? <laughs> this is definitely what's going on with the Vikings. That's, that's the Viking season. That's Dalvin uh, Cook. That is. So right behind them, kind of the teams on the outside looking in, is we have the Panthers at 6-7, and seven, Eagles at 6-7, and seven, those Redskins at 6-7. and seven. And I did put Packers on my list just to talk about I briefly at 5-7-1. and one. It would take a lot for them to sneak in. I think, uh, you know, the Seahawks are playing great football. I know you and I both had them with at least a losing record this year, but I don't yes. know what goes on after those first three games, but they are playing healthy. So I think I think we're all kind of lining up exactly the same. Who do you give this sixth seed to? Yeah, I'm, I, I would say of the two conferences, AFC and NFC, the NFC, is, in my opinion, is pretty much locked. I, I, I see it settling at where it's at right now uh, with the Seahawks and the Vikes kind of rounding it out. Yeah, The Panthers are playing iffy ball. They've got a good defense, but Cam Newton and that offense is looking a little wonky. And they got the Saints the pa- twice. Yeah, and they got the Saints twice, uh, Atlanta at home, uh, week 16. And then you've got the Packers. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got at Chicago, at the Jets, and then they've got a home game against Detroit. So at 8-7-1, and one, they need the Vikes to kind of fall apart, which the Vikes are in, in, in or they host Miami at Detroit at Chicago. Yeah. Chicago might not have much to play for, so that's two wins right there. It'd be it'd be real tough for, it, for the it pack is. to, I think, sneak in. And you'll be proud of me, talent. Uh, I did dig in a little deep because I wanted to see exactly how this Aaron Rodgers-Packer things could shake out because Aaron Rodgers hates me and he usually finds a way to destroy my dreams. So I figured I at least have to have it on the radar on how he could pull this off. It's a little rough. They would have to drop both the Lions and Bears based on division record. The Vikings would right. need to lose both those games for the Packers to kind of leapfrog them. Packers need to win out, obviously. So... Uh, not not impossible, especially the way the Vikings have been playing football. But uh, yeah, but they fired their offensive coordinator, so you know today's yeah. a, a new day. So always always what you like to see in a playoff run is just like oh we're gonna reshape half of our fucking game plan. Uh, let's jump. But I, 
Go ahead, brother. I did so real quick. I want to because I know you love the Vikings. I did yes. read it. It's just that uh, the 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 thing is is that they were not uh, changing their philosophy, and in the passing game, they weren't doing Kirk Cousins any favors. They were dying up a lot of slow developing plays, and when you have iffy offensive, uh, line, offensive yeah. line play. It's going to be a, a tough time to make completions and move the move the ball. So I, I'd be interested to see, especially with Miami, if they dial up some quick pass and some screens and some some short quick passes because they they're not giving Cousins the time to throw the ball. Yeah, I guess I was just trying to move on because it's depressing as fuck. But uh, yeah, there's like <laughs> let's uh, let's let's utilize that uh, that Delvin Cook a little bit more and yeah yeah just like yeah. offensive line a little weak now we want to see. Okay, so uh, I think probably. Something miraculous would have to happen. I think we're both low on the Panthers. Uh, Eagles, got they have a tough sled, and they're also playing from behind. So it looks like uh, we have our NFC shaking out. Let's jump over to the AFC. I think uh, the no-brainers, no-debates is Chiefs, Patriots, Chargers. I think uh, it will be interesting to see how that Chiefs-Chargers division will shake out because that is going to be a tough wild-card weekend road battle for one of these home team division winners. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right now, the Chiefs, I think, have the edge considering their only divisional game left is the Raiders in Week 17. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though they dropped that L on Thursday to uh, the Chargers, uh, I think they have the slight edge in that divisional win. Though they they got to play uh, Seahawks, um, baby. You know, for, for Seahawks for for home field advantage. They got to play a tough Seahawks team in Seattle in, in Week 16. So, well, that's my thought um, though. If if the, if the Chiefs lose to the Seahawks and the Chargers win out, then we're looking that gives Chargers the division. Yes, if they do, if they win out, but uh, but yes, the Chargers have got the Ravens, which is an equally tough team, strong sure. defensive team, yeah, uh, very very paralleled to the the Seahawks. The the Ravens and the Seahawks are kind of like an identical team with uh, a slight passing edge to the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, but they're, they're both running and uh, kind of game control and strong defenses. I guess right now uh, I, they, I have the, I have the chargers as my number two team in the AFC. Are you seeing it like that? Yes. They'll end up being, depending on the division though, they'll end up being the number fifth seed depending mm-hmm. on yes. who, who for it sure, is. For so sure, yeah. yeah, they're going to be a, a tough draw for, you know, the three, four, uh, whoever draws that three seed, which right now is the Houston Texans. You want to talk about God. a team that we weren't so high on no. to start the season, rip, oh, starting off 0-3, ripping off nine straight, then dropping this last week. And they've got uh, at the Jets, at Philadelphia, and Jacksonville, shaping up to be a good kind of uh, last few games for them, especially when you consider that Carson Wentz is out for Philadelphia. Would this be the worst 12-4 and seed to ever make the postseason? <laughs> like, on like. Honest, 12, 12 and four. Yeah. Oh, not yeah, not seed, but yeah, twelve and four record. Four team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just considering the fact that starting zero and three it gives you a two point eight percent chance to make the playoffs. Only five teams since nineteen eighty have ever done it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a remarkable turnaround, but uh, they're just feasting on that uh, that AFC South. Okay. The crazy thing is, okay, so we have a uh, Chiefs, Patriots, Chargers in there. Uh, Texans look like a few teams we want to talk about. There are things that have to shake out specifically that. AFC North division right now. Yeah. I actually, I have the Ravens walking away with it at nine and seven. If you want to look how this shakes out right now, we have Steelers seven, five and one, and we have the Ravens at seven and six Steelers yeah. have versus Pats at saints versus Bengals. I have them 
winning that Bengals game and dropping those, dropping that pass and dropping the Saints. So I, this Pats game is huge for the Steelers making the postseason. Yes. And I have the, yeah, Ra- it's the, huge. the Ravens uh, versus Bucks at Chargers versus Browns. Uh, they should be able to win those two home games with the Bucks. Browns, we're talking about second best home field advantage in all of the NFL. Uh, so I have them at nine and seven. Yeah, yeah, I think they get that slight, slight edge um, just on schedule when you think about it. Um, looking at our our guys looking on the outside in, I mean, do you like the Dolphins, the Colts, the Titans? I mean, what what team do you yeah, think? I think see? Yeah, I think I burned my, is this the worst 12-4 and four team, like, shit a little early. Like, if the Dolphins right. make the postseason, like, I don't, like, boycotting the NFL is not going to be enough. I'll tell you what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to ask for Dr. Mrs. Or, uh, you know, the little commission at 2.0's college fund. I'm going to let you know to put that all on whatever team this Dolphins team playing. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I actually... Uh, you know what's funny is so on on that last one. So what I mean, it's going to come down between you know the Steelers. I, I do kind of have that AFC North second place team getting in there, and then I, I yeah. like I like the Cowboys or I like the Colts. Uh, the Colts at seven and six. They're playing uh, Cowboys, Giants, the Titans. I think they drop one of those and then kind of go ahead and sneak in with that nine and seven record. Uh, the Dolphins have that, but it could like the Dolphins beating the Vikings at home wouldn't be the most insane of everything. I, the Vikings aren't playing great football. Uh, Dolphins mm-hmm. coming off a little bit higher that Patriots win. And then if they're able to pull off that victory, they have uh, the Jags at home and then at Bills. Both the Jags and Bills have been playing a little bit better of late. But, I mean, you know, that puts them up to nine wins. And I'd have to look at the tiebreaker between the Dolphins and Colts. So in that scenario, if you're saying that the the Ravens take the division. Yes. At nine, at nine and seven. At nine and seven, yeah. then you're saying that basically, then the Colts could would have to leapfrog the would have to leapfrog the Steelers, right? At seven, five, and one, because that's because because the, here's where the Chargers screw everything up from a wild card spot because they're in the same division as the Chiefs. They get that wild card spot. I mean, they're they're in the playoffs, but they unless they win the division, either way, yeah, that, it's Chiefs that, or Chargers. The wild card right. spot yeah. is, is is screwed up. So, you know, it's one of those things where. I, I mean, it's not. It'd be. It'd be. It. It's not improbable, but it would be insane for me to see, like the Steelers who drop one to the Pats, then drop it to the to the um, Saints, Saints, and then beat the Steelers, and then you're at eight, seven, and one, and you'd really need then the the, the Titans to basically win out because if they. Well, right, or not the Titans, yeah. the Colts. They, the Colts, they, yeah. If they drop it to Dallas, they're at seven and seven. Giants, and then they got to win at Tennessee at nine and seven. At well, that puts that that puts them that that puts them in the driver's seat. Like that's why that's why yeah. this this Pats Steelers game is huge for Steelers postseason like livelihood right now. Because if they if they lose that and then like going into the Saints ain't going to be easy, especially yeah. how they're playing. Like a seven and one ain't going to do it. Either the Dolphins or the Colts are both going to finish like around the odds say both these teams finish nine and seven. The Dolphins will be an underdog versus Vikings. Uh, they'll be favored against the Jags favored at bills Colts the same right. way. They'll be, uh, right. they're an underdog to the Cowboys. Uh, I have to see that line. I, I think they are. I think it's like a, a slight underdog to the Cowboys and then, uh, that giants and that Titans game, they'll be favored in both. So that'll be the, the Steelers. If they lose this Patriots game are 
would be not the favorite to make the postseason. They'll be in a world of hurt. Yeah, that would that I that's just just a, a wild world that we'd be living in, especially when we think back to our predictions on the season. I think you and I both had the Steelers just kind of walking away with this division. Yeah, you know that. I mean, well, because uh, we were low, just, we were both low on the Ravens as as we should be. I mean, we were a little high with yeah. our wild card Browns, which we are going to devote sixty seconds to at the very end of this. We're going to yes. talk about our Browns a little bit. Should we do it Baker now, brother? Mapfield, baby. <laughs> Baker Mapfield. Five. Okay, let's look at this. A five, seven, and one. They're playing yeah. their best football of the season right now. They kind of yep. got rid of that dipshit coach. Uh, offense met. Offense met. I, I did mean that. So plenty <laughs> of offense going that way. Uh, they're sitting at yeah five, seven, one. Uh, they have at Broncos uh, versus the Bengals at Ravens. Okay, so those are two tough road games, but they wouldn't be that. There's some offensive power going on and these are yeah. the Broncos and Ravens not necessarily like offensive machines if they can find a way to navigate and score some points get in the high 20s 30s they could walk away with a couple of victories and I'm I'm liking the the young chippy Browns defense you know what I mean yeah. they can play they can put pressure on the quarterback you got Miles Garrett uh, you got Oja Jojobi or whatever his name is the defensive tackle drink totally we're back we're back <laughs> we're back we're Have back um and, and then they've got, you know, Denzel Ward, Jabril Preppers. I mean, they've got some, you know, some some halfway decent playmakers. And then with the offense, Baker May, Matfield, excuse me, Matfield, is yeah. playing anyway. some of the best football uh, of his life <laughs> and uh, lighting it up. And I'm a big fan. I got to say, I'm loving what Baker Matfield is doing. Oh, man. Let's just some universe where they finish 8-7-1 and one, and these Steelers, Dolphins, and Colts fall off a cliff. Ooh, brother. I'm, you know what? I'll say it right now. Browns make the postseason. I'm flying to you, brother. We're going to sports bar. We're going to find find Mike <laughs> Mike Golick, and we're all going to watch that football game. All right, guys. There you go. I like it. That is what you paid for. That is how a rip from the headlines is done. Rusty my ass. All right, let's jump into the MAB inbox, brother. Uh, as always, you guys can reach us at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. We love reading your mails on the air. Uh, we've got our inbox flood a little bit, so we're going to fly through four. Let's jump right into it. Right out of the gate, we have, we don't need you as a subject line. All right. Uh, is Draymond Green right? Do the Warriors not need KD? Can Golden State somehow trade Durant and still win a championship? If yes, why not trade him for multiple picks? Ooh, good one. Lots so this pack. is going back to uh, uh, way back in the time machine here yeah. um, where there was a little dust up on the sideline for those that don't know what we're talking about, a little context here. Uh, late end of game scenario, Draymond Green ball hogged and uh, Kevin Durant wanted the ball for the Golden State Warriors and uh, Draymond Green fumbled it out, which then led to a tirade on the sidelines where Draymond very uh, demonstrative and admonishing uh our, our KD saying we don't need him on the team and all this good stuff. And then Draymond was suspended for a game. And it's been a little bit in flux there for Golden State, a little bit uh, controversial. So so let's break out some of these questions real fast. Uh, coming yeah. right out of the great is, uh, do the Warriors need KD? I mean, well, they won two championships without him. They won one without one. him. And, one without and him. Two, and then two with him. Two with him. Okay. So it's, I mean, but yeah. they've proven that they could, they kind of re- built that entire thing in Golden State without him. And then right. it, was, it was just kind of like not piling on, but it was de- definitely like a – they were almost all like close to a super team and went to just like a super-duper team. So, I mean, that they can sure. they can win without him. My take on this, and I want you to dive in because I'll bring my – and I bring my just wild opinion. I know you bring the stats to it, is KD seems like a man that has grudges. So he doesn't want to be there. Like we saw with Russell Westbrook, like he's definitely – he's gone. 
Like, there's no right. way he stays there. And I think there is a little bit, and I'm not trying to rip off Bill Simmons here, but he does bring it up a lot on his Ringer podcast, which is it seemed like KD thought it was going to shape out a little bit different than it did. I thought, okay, it seems like KD thought he would win one championship there and everybody just be excited about this team. But there's just this yeah. constant echo of just like, oh, you had to join this. You couldn't do it on your own. And I think KD, you know, I, I want to, I want a couple answers from you. Number one, sure. uh, I am wondering about the trading KD thing. Is that even an option? Is there no trade clause? It makes sense if you know he's going to leave. And then also my second question is, I think Durant goes to some place where he can just be the man and prove he can win one by himself before he leaves. And to me, that's the New York Knicks. Go ahead and answer. Brother. Sure. Interesting. Um, so it doesn't make sense for them to trade Durant because he has his next, the 2019 season, he has a player option, 31.5 million. So any team that traded for him now would have to kind of pull the, the Paul George move and, and hope that he stays with them. Uh, and not going re resigning to a bigger to a bigger market. So it's Plus it's a it's, it, a lo- it's a lot of assets for a gamble. It's a it's a lot of assets, and then too you've got to trade a lot in salary too because you've got to get within I think it's like ten percent of their salary if you if you're trading. So he his salary right now is about thirty million dollars. So that's a big that's a you got to have the assets not just in draft picks but then also in salaries to send back to the Warriors. Um, and let's not forget that KD is a top three player in the league, right? I mean, any which way you want to slice it, I, I think it'd be foolish for them considering – and I'll get to your second point. Um, sure. I do, th- I do think – before I get into the point about KD over uh, Draymond, I do think it's something where I, I do think it's in the back of his mind. Uh, on the court, he is one of the if, – if you need a bucket, ISO player, you know, late stretch of the game, you need a two or a three – he is your guy to go to. I don't know very many because he's indefensible. You know, maybe Giannis yeah. is the only guy that can defend him in that a late game situation. Yeah. Other than that, it's it's over. And he was when you watch the USA basketball stuff over the summer, he was dominating everybody in one on one pickup. Hmm. So yes, maybe he goes off and says the Knicks they've got some assets. Uh, coach Fizdale over there in New York is a players coach. Guys like him. LeBron uh, has kind of you know signed off on him. So, yeah, so it makes for an interesting play, big market, see if he can get it done. If he could, the New York fans would love him. But, you know, he also has to deal with the owner um, and uh, Jimmy Dolan, not the greatest owner in sports history. And a lot of that stuff starts from the top, top down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do think it would be on his radar to, to go somewhere but uh, and kind of make his own way. Yeah. But this notion that, I mean, Draymond is is a good basketball player. He fits them and what they do perfectly. But he has missed – they played 30 games as of, you know, maybe 31 games as by the time you're listening to it. He's missed 16 or he's missed 15 of them. Uh, he's only played 16 games. He's had a career low in points per game, field goal percentage, three-point percentage. He does a lot of things defensively for them. But what they're realizing probably is, is that they can, they can get 80% of what Draymond does between Jordan Bell, Jarebko, uh, Damon Jones and kind of move pieces around and play this, you know, and then if DeMarcus Cousin comes back, that'll lead that up. I mean, offensively, he doesn't, he's like a four, he's like an, he's like a hole for them, Draymond. So mm. uh, if I was the Golden State Warriors, I would try and see if I could keep Steph, Clay, and Durant, but, uh, and, and see if I can move uh, Draymond Green at $18.5 million and, and, you know, seemingly, um, keep 
my defense and kind of this poo-poo platter between, you know, a lot of these long stretch guys that we have in Sean Livingston and, and Andre Iguodala and then all those other guys that I said earlier. Yeah, it seems a little bit of a tough gamble, right? Because it's like if they do go ahead and let Draymond go or just like trade him away to keep Kevin Durant there, but Kevin's already made the decision he's going to leave because it's not just that Draymond Green – like just combativeness it's also like him wanting to be the guy somewhere and that leads into the kind of yeah. second question i want you to hop in on my angle uh is this something that's in kevin's dna does he want to go somewhere else and kind of prove that he can do it on his own do you get the opinion that like he is bothered by just kind of the the echoes and the whispers that you know he couldn't do it on his own yeah i mean i gotta think so i mean he is he's gotten caught in a couple burner incidences even after he got caught once before he had a burner twitter thing kind of responding to the noise yeah um you know he got caught on footage kind of yelling at a fan um yeah i think he's got a chip on his shoulder because i don't think he realized like i think it's starting to bother him And and i think that's a great point that's like i think he thought it would go away he'd win a championship much like a lot of times when athletes have transitioned they win a championship and then there's this kind of you know yeah hey everything's hunky-dory and we're all good that this did not happen for him and i think he's confused i'm confused by it too because i don't understand in this modern era where this is the only way for guys to in the nba to is to kind of you know uh, you know circle the wagons with other talented players and, and try and win so he's not the first to do it but why hasn't he gone off and and all is forgotten and all is forgiven. Yeah, sure. I, I, I think I, I think it was a little bit. Okay, so let's really and we're up against it. Ooh, haven't said that in weeks. Oh man, how that feel? How that the feel? cup still makes me sad. Still make you guys yeah. wanted this. Oh, that's right. I can't get angry at them anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think Don't the diff- KD on it. I, I think the difference is okay. So we're talking. Here's the two things why I think it's different. We're talking top five player, which LeBron was. But when LeBron yeah. went, he was teaming up with. It was kind of like they were building that run together. And this is kind of, you know, Kevin Durant joining a parade that's already like circled around the block once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it, it, very fair. Very for, you know, and if I was Durant, I'd say, look, with Steph, Clay and all those guys, they went one for two and dropped a three, three, one lead against LeBron yeah. uh, on the road and lost. And then with me two and two in finals finals mvp both years we've won handily and i'm you know i am the guy that's locked it up with you guys it was a 50 50 shot with me it's it's been 100 percent, and i got the hardware to prove it and the stats to prove it as well too all right real so, quick I mean, yeah go ahead brother. uh where does durant tip off game one of the 2019 2020 season I'm going to say the Warriors right now. I'm, I'm going to say the Warriors Ooh, right, right now. Going to stay pat. Stay pat. Okay, let's jump into the next uh, email. Thanks for that one. Uh, this one comes from regular listener Binger. Uh, so my high school alma mater, St. Thomas Aquinas, <laughs> just won its first ever Kansas State football championship. The players decided to graduate the coach, tip, uh, the typical Gatorade bath, but the coach wasn't having it. I was initially super stoked to hear about the win, but check out the Desmond video below showing the coach's reaction. Yeah, that's exactly how I remember the coaches when I went to school there. Total pricks. <laughs> Does he get a pass for winning or fuck this guy? All right, real fast in this video, and we'll post it on our Instagram, uh, MAB underscore sports. Uh, basically, this coach, uh, they win. They're running off the sideline. You've seen it a million times. Uh, a couple yeah. of players pour the Gatorade uh, ice bucket on him. He is not feeling – gets, like, insanely pissed. And you can tell he's pissed. 
But he he also doubles back. Like it's pull. That's he's not right. having. <laughs> yeah, he he kind of yells at kids, points at him in a very just like you know like this kid like really kind of fucked up. Like what you would expect for getting like you know a, a false start on like a fourth and four or something like on the defense. Was like <laughs> right. super pissed. Goes away and then still decides like he hasn't punched the kid enough. So turns around <laughs> and this is a much like celebration of winning this yes. championship. And then like just takes the kid to task. Yeah, he goes back for he gets number three. I watched this video like over and over again, <laughs> many, many times. Goes back, gives it to number three. He was the yeah. guy who kind of was in the sight line with the bucket. Then the go back is the most yes. egregious thing of this. It's just awful. He goes back and then gives it to a different player, number 77. And then he just kind of – you could see 77 is like an alignment. He's a big kid. He just like – he just wilts. You could see him just kind of crumble in this picture. It's a douche move. It's is is there is move. there any other like opposite reaction you expect at all? You have been working towards this moment for seven months as a unit, and you finally pull it off, and you do something so cliche and a part of it, and you dump, and it's just like you've pissed off your like this guy's a fucking asshole. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. the answer to that email. Like fuck this guy because like you his name is. Go His ahead. name is Randy Randy Dreeling for oh. St. Thomas Aquinas. Ooh, He's been there for the five years. He's gone to the finals three times in five years. Hasn't won one until that one. He has a rule, no ice bucket bass. And, uh, and he he was asked by the Wichita uh, like East paper, like, hey, you're still not a fan of the ice bath? And without like a joke, a smirk, a smile, was like, no, not at all. Don't want it. You know what I mean? I want to. I want to like, dig in. Did like an damn. ice bucket bath like kill a brother of his or something? Like there has to be more to this story. Like I don't like. Can he? His body temperature not drop below like you know like ninety two degrees or something? I I don't know what the story on this. But if it's we should bring we should bring the ALS ice bucket challenge back and just every person nominate nominate Randy Dreeling from St Thomas Aquinas until he finally does it. Let's get him on the pod and figure this out. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, next email. Yeah. Uh, we're talking peak sports. Um. How can basketball or football evolve any further than what the talent does now? Touchdowns and threes were the hardest achievement. I wouldn't think players hitting even more threes is interesting. Uh, I think eventually all football teams will go pure passing and TDs. What's possibly next? Uh, P.S. When is basketball going to be a thing? Uh, We might. uh, We'll go ahead. We'll (laughs) add that to our list for date night on that basketball. Uh, You want to jump in on this, bro? Yeah, I I think this is an interesting point because it's like – Basically, what we're also kind of saying is, is is offensive scoring can only help the product so much. And, and we're kind of reaching that precipice where yeah. we're seeing super high scores. At a certain point, like football, if it got to like 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 a college basketball score, like 75, 76, right. would be kind of ridiculous. It would be like, all right, well, it's just whoever gets the ball last is going to win. Um, with the NBA, he's right. You know, you can only see – the three-point shot so much right you can only see and even greg popovich has said the the beauty of the game has kind of been minimized by the three-point shot because it used to be the nuances were where you could figure out how to how to you know beat your team or get your team to that next level now you just look at the stat sheet and you just go did we make more threes than you know, and then that's the that's the key. That's the that's the key to victory. Yeah, it seems a little bit of uh, like a victim of its own success. The league, where it's just like, oh yeah, three point shot, yeah. like it kind of moved everything back. Like the scorings, it's more exciting. But now that becomes the only weapon. Because looking at like right. you're just if that it becomes a math thing, right, brother? Like it's just like if a three point percentage and shots attempted from the three point eventually like just out math the math on doing like two point shots yeah. and that percentage, like you're just gonna keep firing threes. And I kind of wondered if it was. 
and it doesn't feel like it what like will be like a rubber band effect. Well, it does seem like we have uh, you know it's a healthy time for these young sinners coming up. I wonder like will it come back a little bit, and will we have a little bit more of that nuanced play that Popovich is talking about? But it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like the trend. Like it seems like if if you can keep getting these shooters to shoot for, I mean, you can keep moving that three. I guess you just have to. That's what you'd have to do. You'd have to move the three point line back far enough to where you got back to kind of that center play, right? Yeah, you, I was going to say, you, in, in both scenarios, the NFL and the NBA, and we'll talk about the NBA right now, you're, you're going to yeah. have to have some rules or some some changes to the game to kind of steer it in the right direction that you want to. The The highest value shot in, on the NBA court is the corner three. It's the shortest distance. Um, that's why they're always trying to get the corner threes. So yeah. if you look at the basketball court, you see kind of the, the three-point line arcs, and then it breaks. And so what I would think you would have to do is if you wanted to eliminate the corner three, mm-hmm. which is where a high percentage of that's those my spot, bro. come from. That's my spot, brother. That's your spot. That's your corner spot. Uh, we call it the Brandana three, but, uh, <laughs> but it didn't quite catch on. Mm-mm. So my thought was is if you took that at the break, instead of going back down kind of parallel with the, with the sideline, you just break it and just keep going right into the sideline, basically taking away that corner three. Yeah. So then you just have the top of the arc. And then that's the thing is, is, and so, and so then you're, then the value play becomes, you know, well, why shoot a 19 foot shot? That's the same value as a dunk. Let's try and get into, you know, not passing up a layup to get to the corner three. Let's try and get back to, to kind of some old school basketball. Oh, that's, that's one way that I see kind of, kind of that's changing the three point. Yeah. Cause that would also, uh, your defense becomes a little bit different, right? You can sag a little bit more on that kind of that wing player. Like you're not worried about him kind of disappoint, disappearing into the corner, kind of like that Ray right. Allen shot. Like you can kind of yep. let him wander and then take that take that long like uh, long jumper, which basically just becomes two points. Is, is would this be crazy? What about a a cap on the number of threes you can take? Yeah, that would so that would just be so hard to to manage. You know what I mean? Like I could see it would be crazy because it'd be like saying in baseball, like you can't throw X number of fastballs, or in football, you can only run or you can only throw so many times. It's like it it becomes a limiting advantage. You know, it's not like something that's like a special play. You know, it's just one of those things that's. Um, It'd be real tough to manage. I I was thinking about another thing is is like could you just make like you know shorten the three point thing and then like add a fourth like a four point line like just real. <laughs> I was like gonna real... I was gonna bring that up jokingly like the rock and jock just kind of like yeah. break, lower that second goal that's like thirty feet in the air and if you hit that <laughs> like, it's like a twelve point twelve, twelve point, shot. point shot yeah exactly I mean that that'd be that would really be super crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think you know if you want to get back to dunks and some some cut and some movement, you know you gotta you gotta shift the court. And if uh, Kirk, uh, friend of the pod, Kirk Goldsberry, um, is a guy that does a lot of like diagrams of like where where people shoot and how they shoot and the percentages and all that stuff. Um, if you look at some of his diagrams where, where the, where the shots are falling, um, he did a good, interesting article about the death of Carmelo uh, Anthony and in, in his skill set, which was that mid range game um, it, it just being in now in a generation where the mid range game is nothing. So if you, my thought was, is if you get rid of the, or alter the three point line subtly, you can kind of bring some of that mid range value back. I love it, brother. Uh, and I do want to talk about. Remind me. Let's dog ear this. Maybe someone shoot me an email. There's this alternate, like basketball overtime rule that's kind of fascinating. I don't know if you heard it. It's something like, 
plus seven. I, I don't know. I am not even equipped enough to do it, but I just want to dog ear that. And maybe you'll remind me to talk about it. I want to jump into it. Sure. Uh, okay. Sure. So, um, so football right now, uh, obviously heading into arena league scores. We saw that chiefs Ram right. games. We saw there's, there's plenty of games like scoring is obviously up. You don't even need to check that out. Uh, the only evolution I do see is so the kickoffs are going to be done away with. They're just going to have like, yeah. it, like it just, it seemed here's here's where I see the NFL like with the number of kids not playing football anymore. It's just like the NFL is on life support and it knows it and it's just kind of going for broke and it's going to flourish with like these last like three or four five years of just like all this scoring and the game is going to be literally unrecognizable from what we right. saw growing up because it's going to be done. I, I I picture them moving the extra point back to like. Uh, like encourage teams to try to go for that two point conversion. And eventually it's just going to be like, this is all the scoring we can do. You can't touch the quarterback. You can't touch the wide receivers. And it's just who has the ball last. Yeah. And I was thinking too, another thing would be is, is um, the, I don't think you need to lengthen the field, but if you widen the field, just open up the splits and open up the, the, the field of play, you get some of that clutter out. You get some of those, you know, insane, just like, you know, guys dotting each other in the you know across the middle it really becomes like a seven on seven scenario yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you'd have to you'd have to drop more guys into coverage to kind of cover everything that would be a field of play thing but i do i do find it interesting that you're right it's like you know they're they're just gonna the defensive players it's gonna be challenging for them as as all hell to to actually cover a guy and yeah. then um you know the kickoffs just kind of adding more scoring to it, uh, extra points. No, nope, forget it. You're just going to have to kick from like the 45 yarder to see if you can even do it. So why not go for two? Yeah. One at this ro- point, why would you go for two? You yeah, know what ex- I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And one rule uh, I did want to see changed is, and I didn't realize this impacted me until <laughs> I had uh, uh, a lot of money on those bears versus <laughs> the giants, uh, which almost ended up being a miracle. It wasn't, but you can't, uh, you got to bring back, you can get a running start for onside kicks. It's ridiculous right. that you have to stand. Like I get on the kickoffs, like what they're doing, you got to stand still and run down there. It doesn't really matter. Like eighty percent of them are booted out of the back of the end zone. Who gives a shit? But the right. the onside kick is kind of you, you need a little better than eight percent chance of pulling that off. Yeah, yeah. I um, it's interesting. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things. Like I, I mean. Why, why don't they? Why don't teams just get rid of punting? Like, just go for it. Wouldn't yeah, that be a much I mean, more exciting game? You know? Yeah, you check out this scorecasting book, and there was a coach. I can't. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but it's just like, just did the math, and maybe it ties in a little bit about we're talking about basketball. It's just like going for it on fourth. Like, and I think we are yep. seeing that. I think it's you know, I think evolution is slow, but I think those younger coaches like kind of the gambling, like the going for it on your own side of the field, the going for it for two yeah. each time. Which the Steelers, it looked like you know three years ago or four years ago they were doing that. They were just going for two every time, and then I don't know why that dropped out. Maybe the kicker got healthy. Uh, now we're talking about kickers. <laughs> All right, fucking <laughs> moving on. Last email moving right on. here. Uh, email from. Longtime listener, Stacy. Thanks for shouting out. Um, Ooh, a lady mabber. That's I right, like a it. lady mabber. Uh, did you guys see this article? Uh, would it be too gross? Uh, the article is ESPN Outside the Line did a health report uh, uncovering Ugh. disturbing food violations. Um, did we see it? Uh, would it be too gross to discuss top three worst things seen at a restaurant or sports venue? This could be a good way to bring in your NFL stadium bucket list, Brandana. Great point, Stacey. Thanks for bringing that out. We will add the grossest, I like that, the grossest food to uh, to a Neapolitan showdown for sure. Did you see that article? What's your thoughts, brother? I did. It made me, first off, it was on the cover on ESPN, and it was like this moldy, this disgusting moldy bun for like a burger. Like you could see it was like that. 
that paper tray that everyone gets, and it's got fries, and it's kind of like all on top of each other. Yeah. And then the guy's lifting up this bun, and it's just got this gigantic mold spot on it, and just mm. makes me just I'm so. Ugh. It's so gross. It's so gross to me because the worst, the the biggest offender. Was the Palace of Auburn Hills, which is closed. But I, I've eat, I've gone to many a Pistons game. It's yeah. the home of the Pistons for many, many years. I've gone to them. I've eaten many, many <laughs> nachos and hot dogs and all that good stuff. So yes, this hit me squarely in the bread basket. It made me feel very sick. Yeah, so also, maybe maybe it goes back. To what, what is it? It's your brother-in-law or something who claims like drinking that pool water has made him a superhero. Like you're exposed yes. to the viruses. So maybe it's a little bit of that's why you're so healthy, brother. You never fall down. It's like you're eating like just. Exactly. I was eating cockroaches and mice and who knows? Who knows? God knows what. Two questions real fast. Okay. So it's your first day at ESPN and you show up and you're excited. You're in Bristol and you're just like, what am I doing? Am I like uh, the co-anchor on the ESPN, like seven, like uh, seven o'clock slot? Am I around the horn? Like the jump? What am I doing? They're like, no, you got a outside the lines duty. Like, is there, Uh, is there any, like, like, what happened to Bob Lee? Did he die? What happened? What's going on here? It's such like a, bummer show like otl yeah. is just kind of that that injection in the middle of the day that just brings everything back down to earth i yeah, uh exactly i'm a little bit of the don't ask don't tell we're talking about literally like my hot dog's not healthy enough let's look at what yeah. we're really i think you just kind of get what you sign up for i'm probably sure I'm, I'm a few sodas deep if i'm at the stadium and so like i'm kind of flirting with that disaster and it's a little bit of i've Ask this upon myself. So should it happen? Right. I, I do like this story right here. Um, in a giant, I want to ask you this, brother. Giant bag okay. of Cracker Jacks, which I don't touch because I don't like to mix my salty and sweet. Giant bag of Cracker Jacks go. found at Coors Field, according to this article, allegedly. Uh, I think we have to say that before, before we get sued. Right, bro? Right. Allegedly. Uh, had a mouse inside the Cracker Jack bag. A dead mouse. Is it? Could it be? Maybe it's, you know, Cracker Jack gives away prizes. <laughs> Maybe it's a little pet right. mouse. Pet mouse is a little right. prize in there. Probably not. Ugh. Yes. Buy me my peanuts and dead mice. <laughs> yes. It could have been, a bit, you know, I mean, that's how they have to play it. But like, you won. You won. I mean, it was supposed to be an alive mouse. And but yes, it's disgusting, man. It's so gross. Like, what do you even do? How do you even. How do you even come back for something like that? You know? Yeah, I'll admit it, Stacey. Uh, thanks for the email and the heads up. And I will let this weigh in on the stadium tours that I'm going to next. Uh, I think I, I went to Pittsburgh this year. I got I got another O. We, we, we still got to do one in your neck of the woods, brother. Yeah, exactly. We got uh, we got Not doing uh, Detroit. Four feel. Yeah. We can't Not do doing Detroit. Detroit. Can't do Well, I, after this palisade hills thing like it doesn't sound well that well but but that's four field the the palace is done that was for basketball and and they've closed that they've moved that down to the joe comerica was on there too comerica had the the kid at the little caesars thing uh videotape spitting on the pizza so Mm. he but he did he got he got jail time he went to jail okay um so but yeah uh maybe you're right maybe detroit is just like a disgusting (laughs) filthy place i'm like what do they do with that food yeah yeah all right well uh yeah maybe we should go to where what was uh soldier field or uh Wherever they play at for the Colts, I don't know. Where, wherever the whoever the oh, that should be our our next thing. Whoever had the best score, oh, I like it. We we should go to that one. All right, Stacey, either the Colts or the Bears. Stacy, hit us up. Uh, let us know what the best one was, and we'll put that game as the next one on our radar. Uh, okay, jumping into uh, if, you, if you guys remember episode forty-one, uh, we finished with what. Patrick Mahomes to St. Patrick. Oh, it was it was a wild okay. it was a wild Madrid separation, and this brings us to our. Our sour report. Do do do. That's right. Uh, all right. So <laughs> do do do. We had it. We had a, We had to throw an audible on. We this, we right, did. Right? We did. Yeah. I, I think it was originally signed. Um, 
What work, work it. work it? Yeah, work it. Work it. Which But you, we couldn't you couldn't find it, which is I, I signed I up think, for a voodoo account. I looked like I dug way more like the only person on earth that's digging to find this television show. And I, I could <laughs> I could not find work it. I'll tell you I did watch a few of the trailers and maybe you would think I got off easy, but I did not. Because I had to watch let me just go through my report. I know I, I don't want to pull everyone into this. I don't want to do 20 minutes on all this that you can't avoid. I had to watch The Neighborhood starring Cedric the Entertainer and Max Greenfield from New Girl. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to go through my report. This is going to be very rote just to kind of get everything on. And then you can chime okay. in at the end after I let okay. you know what happened. Uh, okay. So three camera sitcoms depress me. I'm not sure why they still <laughs> exist. Like I just – just watching it kind of just puts me in a state of just like I don't – like a procrastinating on homework or something like it just has like it doesn't have that TGIF magic that it had from right. our childhood. It's like well, it's also the live studio audiences. They're not tricking anybody anymore. Like I think yeah. originally they were there just like let let you know what like who's watching these television like honest answer who's watching these television shows. I'm asking. You. I, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. That's the thing that that boggles my mind because like boggles. I'm pretty sure CBS is every CBS show is like the number one hit of like the season. And yeah. Like, this is the number one family comedy of uh, 2018. I'm like, who is? Is Cedric? Does Cedric the Entertainer have a big family? Like, what's going on? Who's watching this? So I'm I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna drop some of the lines that got the most uproarious laughter. Um, so Cedric's son is tying his shoes, and he has two sons, and they're debating on how to tie their shoes, and then one says. Uh, swoop, swoop it Classic. and loop it, and the other one says loop it and swoop it, and then Cedric says swoop it, loop it, both you all stupid, and then, boom, the crowd loses their mind, loses their mind or laugh track, uh, laugh track. Well, I think it's a live studio audience. I think it's really I don't know. Okay, who, but who still sometimes they they still the laugh they, track they, people are laughing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it Ooh. it was the kind of TV show that had me looking forward to the commercial breaks. Like I was excited. <laughs> like right. when a commercial came up, I was like, "Perfect timing." I needed a break, right. and it wasn't because it was yeah, a little like, too late. I'm, I'm ex- I wanted to see another Lunesta commercial. <laughs> I can't wait. I, I'm not exaggerating, brother. Like it was, I thought I was halfway through, and then like the opening credits started, and I had watched like three minutes and fifty seconds. Like I wish, oh, no. I wish that was an exaggeration. Uh, I mean, you had you had all the so Cedric, he's a neighbor. Max Greenfield is just like your typical dorky like white guy. Uh, he's playing the straight right. man. Uh, he also went on that Jason Biggs diet. You remember like Jason Biggs like looked kind of normal in American Pie, and then American Pie too. Like he just decided to lose like thirty five pounds he didn't necessarily have. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. yeah Max- well, that's, that's the Coke, bro. That's the Coke. <laughs> Jason Biggs like like the Yayo. Is that true? Oh, this is, no, uh, I don't know. I have no okay. idea. We, we have our, we have our classics uh, difference between white people and black people in this, uh, which everyone just lines up on the t- TV to watch. Uh, washcloths, uh, they had a big laugh about that. Uh, wigs. Washcloths. Washcloths, okay. yeah. White people don't use washcloths. Black people do. Uh, it had a it had a nut shot in it, a typical like baseball hit Cedric in the balls. Oh, I thought then, you meant like 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 ball sack. You mean just like a like a, a, a shot to the nuts. I was like, ooh. The neighborhood's yeah, yeah. getting risque with actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, no, no, right, hanging yeah. some brain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I met the, I met the, like, the America, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, like, nut shot. Yes. Like, like, in the, in uh, the uh, Who got hit in the nuts? Uh, it was Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, of course. And he, Did he, he sell it? Yeah, he dropped this line. He was just like, uh, you just hit a double, it was almost a triple. Huh? Boo. Well, I think it was like, uh the two the nuts and then like the two nuts and the and the and the dong 
would be a oh trip. i got it yeah, yeah, yeah okay all right that's clever all right, oh you sure. like you enjoy that well i just figured like well, I, I can't believe it had been dropped yet for all that uh so i don't um i don't air horns obviously uh, uh zero out of five so sure. um and then it had, it had the moment at the end. Uh, I just saw somebody who was raised by a pretty good dad. Like, just kind of these fake, just begging for it, like sentimental moments. Out there. Uh, fucking terrible is my report. Um, I'm going to learn to take, and I did take Mad Degrees of Separation pretty seriously, but the the punishment is getting pretty steep, and I think we're going to get more clever. And that was, it was a, I'm not kidding, brother. It was a long fucking hour. And I watched, <laughs> I watched two episodes. Ooh. Is there, is there, it, is there one shining moment? Is there is there anything out of there? Is there anything redeemable out of that show? Commercial breaks. That's it. Com- oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I, right. I covered that. All right. I covered it. With- All right. All right. You did. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. All right, I covered the outro. All right. It's high noon, motherfucker. Bring it to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. All right, Neapolitan oh. Showdown. We're talking top three things you're rusty at as an adult. Uh, we kind of have that flavor because I'm back from Africa. A little trip we did four episodes in a row, and we are back in the saddle for the first time right. in around a month. Uh, I think we've proved that we got it, but let's see if we have it here. Let's let's uh, let's score this, brother. What do you got as your number three? Ooh. So I've been anticipating this this okay. whole time. So. Top three things that we are rusty at as adults. I, I did yes. look at it from the perspective of what I did a lot as as a kid. And I'm going to go straight, just kind of the, the the straight, hey, I would never try and do this again as an, as an adult. Um, sure. I'm going to go with doing a cartwheel. What was like, <laughs> All right. Trying to do a cartwheel. Like if you try, if you asked me to do a like a legit cartwheel, yeah, a legit. I don't one, think yeah. I, I don't think I would. I don't think I would get those legs up over my head. <laughs> it would take me a few passes at it. Yeah, I thought about this. I was flirting in my constellation bracket. I had a diving board. I just remember as a kid, like yeah. doing like one and a half, or going for the double. If you're feeling a little saucy, like jumping yeah. off that high dive. I don't think that would be there. So like I feel a little bit of your kind of physical accolades, especially when you know. We're, we're bigger people. We have a little bit of dad's bods. You, your excuse makes sense. You actually have, you know, a third on the way. My, mine sure. doesn't make sense, but it's still a dad bod. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I think the physical activity, that's a, that's a good one. I had um, in my bottom slot, staying up late. And I, I just, oh, yeah. I, I kind of remember like as a kid, like even in college, you could, you know, stay up all night. It was, you almost had to force yourself. It's just like, oh, it's bedtime. I should get to sleep. Now, right, if right. like if you want to pre-bro and you're just like, oh, let's do 10:30, bro. I'm just like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll push for it. <laughs> I gotta re- like, rearrange my night. I gotta start dinner a little later, just so like that whole because like a legit like a 9:45 rolls around and it's like the eye, the shades, brother, just being pulled yeah. shut, being pulled shut. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's like when when it's the worst. Like when I went to Vegas with some of you guys and. Uh, you know, I'm three hours ahead, anyways. But then it's like even the electricity of Vegas and the booze flowing yeah. like <laughs> still not hard for me to get up and move. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like hard for me to keep it going. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Well, that's uh, that's a couple good ones. We're gonna do um, the judges are gonna give your cartwheel a six out of ten. Got to get those legs over your head, brother. And then uh, staying up late is I'll go. I have ten minute warning before they shut down. Ten to six. 
come in the lead. Let's go on to our number two. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, another one here. Um, I wasn't, I was never good at this when I was a kid. So there's no way I'm going to be good at it. And uh, it, it also has a little bit of that confidence factor that we talked about with the cartwheels or doing like your one and a half off the board. I'm talking about ice skating. Oh, nice. If I was to go, if I was to go ice skating now, it, it'd be like, welcome to concussion bell because <laughs> I'm going to break my hip. I'm going to slam my head off the ice. There's, it doesn't sound fun to me at all. I'm, I'm, in fact, Ru, I'm just waiting for when Commission, Commission 2.0, and Commission Junior all want to go for that magical winter season. You know, ice cream or ice skating scene in uh, the the most awesome family movie. I, I don't want to do it, man. I, I don't want to do it. That's a great point. I'm kind of wondering, like, what kind of dad are you going to be when this really starts happening? Are you the dad yeah. that just kind of goes for like i think it's three dads right on the side you can just kind of be training doing p90x getting yourself back into position so you don't like embarrass yourself yep. in front of the kids you could be the i don't give a fuck like i'm just going to go for it and make my kids laugh and then like yep. your daughters just kind of see you eat it and they're just they're kind yep. of like what kind of dad do i have or you could just be like the sideline dad where you're just like you're not stepping on the ice you're like go enjoy yourself which dad are yeah, you yeah that's that that's number three is that's hot chocolate dad that's <laughs> me hot chocolate dad. I'm just sitting, hot, hot chocolate dad i'm just sitting there like yeah, yeah you're good you're good come in here we'll get the hot chocolate we'll get everything cool i'll even walk around in the skates like with a little like brace on it and they'll yeah. just wonder they'll never know that he didn't go ice skating they'll just sure. remember me and my with my with my scarf and then the and the you know the hot chocolate and then us getting back in the car. That's oh, all that's that's true. Yeah, I like the idea. They're like twenty six years old and they're just like you know that kind of date or something. They're like, tell me about your dad. It's like, oh yeah, I used to take a ice skating. It's just like, oh, like how good of a skater was he? And then that's when it hits them. They're just like, I don't think right. I ever saw him on the ice. I did skate and all the montages, <laughs> me paying for the hot chocolate but never actually skating. God, their usual yeah. suspecting it, just putting all the pieces together. <laughs> uh, I just start (laughs) limping. Uh, All right, brother. I have – so I have trigonometry. And you put everything just kind of like in this general just like high school math realm. It came – I I tried to walk my nieces and nephews through some math like when I was back two years ago. And I always remember like sine, cosine, tangent, all that bullshit. Like even as you're learning it, I was just like the maximum time I'm going to remember this after I learn this is probably 10 days. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be right. so fun. Like, I remember it was like riding a bull for like eight seconds. Like, as soon as you kind of got the concept, you're just like, oh, my God, I have to keep this in my immediate orbit for like until the <laughs> test comes. Because once yeah. once I let this go, it ain't never coming back. <laughs> right. Yes. All that, all that advanced like calculus, algebra, all that math in real life. But now it's like, I mean, if you've if you've paid attention to any of like the common core stuff now just like basic like addition subtraction multiple multiplication division like all that's that's all different now i used to just be like rote memorization oh, yeah. now it's all different yeah, so it's yeah it's bullshit and you have to go through that yes exactly and it's like uh but yes trigonometry like i i couldn't you you're saying cosine and i was like yeah i agree with that oh oh you meant cosine like, oh okay. <laughs> You're like, cosine on a loan? Bup, bup, bup. Yeah. All right, we still have it. Yeah, exactly. How you score, bro? Uh, real fast. Okay, so I'm going to give you three quarters of a figure eight, which would be six points. And I'm going to give myself. Ooh, breaking out that math skills. Uh, give Is my, that trigonometry? No, give myself x squared. Uh, the variable of x happens to be four. Four times four is 16. Brings us 26 to 12. I am oh. in the 
driver's seat. Real fast. Clearly, uh, clearly your scoring didn't stay back in <laughs> Africa. We're up against it, but I do want to know this real fast. Uh, when helping the girls with the homework, are you going to be kind of the dad that like, kind of tries to crunch the information before so you look like you know what you're doing or you're going to discover it with them? Or, Ooh, or, is this, wow. or is this like just kind of a Dr. Kamish realm? Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, I I don't even know if we've even thought about this. I haven't thought about this. I think I'm going to be overly confident uh, and go into it thinking I know it. Um, I, and I think I'll be good like up until like, like I said, once I start doing like some of the common core stuff, like maybe like sixth grade, yeah. you know, when they get into middle school, like maybe I'll get hit in the teeth too. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Let me update you because it's um... – trying to help my nieces and nephews out with their algebra homework uh, a little slow coming back it's embarrassing it's humiliating and those are my nieces and nephews like because <laughs> i do remember back also like my dad trying to help me with homework and not figuring it out i'm just like oh is my dad dumb and it's just like no it's just like it's not your immediate orbit it's it's right, a rough exactly. one it's a rough one exactly. uh all That's right brother funny. uh 26 12 what you got at your top spot all right my number one they say a lot of times when you're you're doing something, it's just like riding a bike. Well, my number one is <laughs> riding a fucking bike. Look, man, it isn't that easy. Have you tried? Have you tried to ride a bike recently? That's really it funny. It is not fucking easy, man. Because here's the thing: if I actually wanted to take this out on the road, like an like an actual bike ride, like I got to do a couple laps just to get back up to speed. You no, know, like the handbrake and like just get my bearings and just the speed of everything out comes at you. Yeah. Fuck that, man. It's not easy. Is, I'm is going it, riding the bike. Is, is it really tough? Like, but it's still like the initial hump is getting it over just being able to balance those two wheels. Like it's funny because in my, in my number one top spot, I did reference riding a bike because it's something that I'll just get it out there now. Throwing a baseball. That, yeah. that fucking goes away. <laughs> like, it yes. ain't like riding a bike, or apparently, like, you don't believe in that whole riding a bike philosophy. But it's like, I went to throw a baseball. I remember in college for the first time, and like, and I played a lot of Little League, like, growing up. Right. And I went to throw a baseball for the first time in like 10 years, and it went straight into the dirt. And I was like, right, oh, right. oh, something slipped. And I went to throw it again. It's just like, it's not, it's a motion that's only reserved for throwing a baseball. Like, there's no other time you do and, it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you and I both can throw a ball, we both played sports. But just like picking it up and right off the bat, just being like, boom, I can do this. Yeah. Like you could get your balance, you could get everything. But then like like on a bike, like, you know, you're getting going, you're like, oh, well, where's the stereo? And like, where's the, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm driving a, it's not I'm driving a car anymore. I'm riding a bike. Yeah. And like everything's just a little <laughs> bit different. You got the vibration of the, the uneven cement on the ground, you know, and all that other stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I had played softball. I had played oh, that's, softball. That's pretty, yes, my that's thing pretty good. As my consolation stuff. Where's the stereo? Uh, all right, we're both kind of dead on that. I'm gonna give us that's a 50-50 ball. Uh, so it brings me 76. That brings my boy to 62. Oh, Brandana, welcome back with the victory. Look at that. All right, sweet brother, let's jump into the MVP and shut this motherfucker down. Uh, my MVP of the week. I have just to show you, and we don't talk about it a lot on fantasy football scoring, but just to highlight how arbitrary this fucking sport, this paper <laughs> sport is. Uh, Damian Williams, running back for the Chiefs, not on anybody's roster for all sure. of 14 fantasy football weeks, uh, goes off against the San Diego Chargers, 10 rushes for 49 yards and two TDs. Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Did I say San Diego? That's all right. Real Stephen A. Smith, Smith over here. I know it. 
damn it. That's all right, bro. Oh, if I I give that one a pass uh, now over everything else because that one is like 30 years in the making. You yeah. know what I mean? That's tough to turn that ship around. That's kind of hard. Uh, I'm going to give you 10 bonus points to uh, your Neapolitan Showdown score. That brings it up to 72, 76. I still win. I'll take it still, from still there. Still cut that out. <laughs> what do you got, brother? Ooh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with Amy Sherman Palladino. She is the creator of a great little show that's out there. If you guys are not watching it, you absolutely should. It's on Amazon. If you get your Prime account, load it up, binge it. There's two seasons. Second season just came out December 5th. I'm talking about The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. It is an unbelievably good show amy sherman palladino her father was a comic uh a little in that era i think she has a history of comics in her family she created the show she's a writer she's done some directing of the episodes um alex bornstein and rachel brunshen i don't know how to say her name are fucking amazing tony shalhoub is amazing in it but it's all Monk. started with amy sherman palladino so, so she is my MVP of the week. All right, brother. You don't recommend TV shows a lot. I like that. I'm going to jump into it. That's been kind of in my orbit, yeah. and it's on my problem. I'm going to check it out. All right, guys. This has been the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 42, and we have shown we ain't rusty as fuck. We're here for you guys. We keep it coming week in, week out. Guys, shoot us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Please, for this holiday season, give us a little gift by jumping on, giving us five stars. Let a friend know. Wrap it up. Put it underneath their tree. However they receive gifts, just give them this <laughs> podcast. This is what they want. I am Brandana. Most awesome. Why don't you sign yourself off, brother? Brandana's back in town. Brandana's <laughs> back in town. <laughs> That's hot. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion. Oh.